long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Sawbone and Chubrub, Part 2. Long before their adventures on Rishi, before the Great Hunt, and before the crew met for the first time on Nelhutta, Chubrub and Sawbone lived lives that would have otherwise not brought these two together. Chubrub, a savage Ewok from the forest mood of Endor. Sawbone, a military pilot from the Chiss planet of Kassila. This is the story of how these two were brought together on a ship above Nelhutta. Three years before the events of our show, we are on Endor. We are in a village on the forest moon of Endor. And there are a lot of Ewoks in this village. This is probably one of the biggest Ewok villages on the planet. There's easily over 300 Ewoks living in their village that spans hundreds of trees. In the trees, there's bridges and zip lines and and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, connecting all these uh, tree huts what is Chubrub doing on this particular day? Um, it's a nice, beautiful day. Like, it's a good day on Endor, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so Chubrub is supposed to be foraging and, like, finding some berries and stuff. He's he's not, like, focused enough to be a hunter, so they don't let him do that anymore. But he went off with, like, a little bundle to gather some roots and some, some berries. And he ended up just, like, finding a stream and, like, taking a, taking a quick dip and then falling asleep next to it in the sun and just kind of hanging out. Having a good day. Yeah, frolicking, if you will. So, as you're there asleep next to the stream, you hear a loud roaring sound overhead. Just... What the fuck? Yeah. And you hear... Because you're not too far from your village, but you hear screaming and, like, terror and panic coming from the, from the village. So you, like, sprint your way back home and, you, and again you see everyone in the in the village and stuff are all looking up to the sky and you look up and you see this giant silver monster f- streaking through the sky the leaving a cloud of smoke in its wake is that a bird and you guys you guys watch it as it as it screams by and it crashes uh, not too far from your village up in like a ball of fire and stuff and the village gets quiet as everyone is now having watched this happen and, and they see the fire like licking the trees and stuff and, and you begin to hear uh, murmuring about the sky demon I'm and how of, close it was to finding you all. I'm kind of imagining like this giant cluster of Ewoks like started out in like little clusters here and there and then it's just one big blob of Ewoks like in fear. Yeah. And so at that point, um, 300 Ewoks. The, the elders come out and they begin conversing with themselves and uh, the... Uh, the tribe leader, uh, Chit Chat, um, is there, and, and they're all talking with each other, and they begin to point at like your brothers and cousins and family and, and friends, and they start just picking out random Ewoks to go investigate, and they point at you oh. and your brother. Oh. They they tell you to go to go investigate to as a scouting mission to see what you can find. 
Wait, I didn't know Chub Rub had a brother. Let me think of a good name for my brother. Um, Nub Rub? <laughs> Nub Rub. Rub, huh? Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, you and Nub Rub and four others, you guys follow the flames and you guys follow uh, to the, the, what is a down starfighter, right? As you guys get near, you guys are like crouching and, and hiding and being as sneaky as you can. Because again, you guys don't know that it's a ship. You've never seen a ship in your life. You, know, you Nubby, think it is a monster breathing fire. Nah, but what the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's a fucking demon, I think. Probably. Should, should we kill it? How are we going to kill that? Stab it? Beat it with a rock? Get some trees and just go... <laughs> I don't know, man. You begin to approach with your spear ready to attack. Uh, the other Ewoks return back to the village to, to let the others know what they found. That way they can put together a hunting party, but you are... You're feeling pulled to this thing. Like you, you want to get close to it. You want to know more about it. Like again, you, you, you can't explain it, but there's something in you pulling you to this ship. And your brother is back there, and he's like, "No, Jeff, come back! No, no, no. It's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I think I got this. Oh, no, come back! Uh, no, don't worry about it. I got it. It's gonna eat you. Nah, don't, don't be a pussy. Come on, I got this. And as you get close, you, you see that the ramp is open. And you can see a blood trail leading down the ramp. And about three or four feet from the bottom of the ramp is, is a dead uh, Rodian. And he's just, obviously he's been bled out. And it looks like maybe some of the, uh, whatever happened to him may have happened before the crash. Um, you, could, you can't tell, but like, for the listener, I guess really. Like, there's obviously something went down on the ship that caused it to crash. And he was like killed by the crash itself. Uh, but you can see up the ramp, and you can see inside of the ship with the, the lights on, and and kind of they're kind of flickering and stuff. Yeah, he's mesmerized. He's never seen that many lights or like those colors specifically. Like he's never seen anything shiny like that before. So he's he's mesmerized. He's gonna just kind of start walking towards it. Yeah, and so again, feeling that pull, you aboard the ship. And you see there's a number of other dead bodies, some caused by probably the crash with their, their necks broken and their bodies, like, just, again, it's broken is the best term to use for that. And others that have, um, like, singed holes that are kind of smoldering and stuff. Mm, and, these guys are pretty cooked. <laughs> um, I'm going to take my little flint knife out and cut me off a piece of the nearest burn, burn wound. <laughs> okay. So as you... Continue th- through this the ship, you and uh, snacking on the the piece of the Twi'lek that you cut it from, um, and, and really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. You you feel like again that something is leading you through the ship. Like you are not necessarily just wandering aimlessly. You are led to the cockpit, and it is lit up. What would Chubrub do when he sees a bunch of flashing lights on little buttons? At first, he's going to be a little scared. And then, like, his ears are going to twitch a little bit, and they're going to kind of, like, flatten, his eyes are going to squint, and he's just going to start smashing buttons. <laughs> he's just, he doesn't even know, like, he's just going to reach out towards them and not even realize it. And the second he feels one sink in, he's like, oh, I gotta do this more. And he's just going to start, like, pushing buttons and flicking switches. The ship underneath your feet begins to rumble to life, and at this point, you're now terrified. You think you've awoken the beast. Oh, God, I fucked up. I fucked up. No, bro! Once again, no, bro! the ramp slaps shut. Oh, shit. Your ears go back, and out through the cockpit, you see as the trees begin to fall away below you, oh, and then oh, suddenly, the planet 
And then before you know it, all you see is darkness dotted by the stars. I I think I just got eaten. Oh, oh, oh shit. I'm just going to start like pushing buttons again to make like make yeah. it go back. You continue to do that and the ship just takes off flying in another direction and you do this for a while and eventually the ship runs out of fuel and you are now floating in space and, and days pass. Luckily I have lots of meat. Yeah, I was going to ask you what do you do over those those um, it's like 5 days. He's definitely going to like go to town, just like eat, try and like understand what these things are cuz like he knows that other things exist on his planet. Maybe they maybe like he understands that these things walking around are not part of this thing that he's in, this giant like demon that he's in. So he's gonna like go through their pockets and see what all they've got and snack on them. Maybe make like a little fire wherever he can <laughs> with whatever whatever he can, which is basically like his spear. And then when that burns up, he's basically done. <laughs> um, so there's just like a tiny little like scorch pot mark in the corner of like the biggest yeah. room. <laughs> Find a bed, make a nest. Yeah, maybe using some of their like ripped clothing and stuff that they had, just whatever you can find. Right. Yeah. So after a few days, you know, and and you're starting to get hungry, you've you've eaten the people that were left you know you're gnawing on bones pretty much at this point you don't see it where you are on the ship but another ship has appeared and they dock next to the ship that you're on it's just because again it's just kind of floating out in space and so um looks like maybe a scavenger or something has has found your ship so this kind of pot-bellied human appears and he sees you there and it's been a few days again you've while you have been eating on people like you're still feeling this is new space you're not feeling great you're feeling weak and tired um you haven't had anything to drink in a while probably and so you know you're, you're thirsty and you're tired and you're dehydrated and he just walks up to you kind of gives you a weird look looks at all the destruction of whatever happened on the ship even before you got there and as well as the bones of and what was ever was left blood and gut there, there's so like there, what probably happened was like whenever I'd like field dress them or whatever, there'd just be like a pile in the corner of all the stuff that I didn't want to eat. Uh-huh. Yeah, the stuff that you wouldn't. So eat I'm anyway. also probably fairly disgusting at this point as well. Yeah. So he kind of you know kind of gives you a, a, a look like a glance over like he's trying to figure out what what the fuck happened here, and he just approaches you and just easily picks you up by the scruff of your neck, and again you're <laughs> yeah you're feeling weak and stuff. And he takes you across the the bridge or the whatever the connecting the two ships, and he just throws you into a, a cage. Oh, motherfucker, get your ass back! I don't want to get me out of this motherfucker. And he obviously doesn't understand any of this because this is all in Ewokies. I'm gonna cut so, your goddamn balls off. Um, all of that is almost lost to him. Eat and all your nipples. As you see, <laughs> looking around uh, this ship, there are a number of other cages with a number of other, like, dog and other, like, like, like creatures. Um, all of them growling and hissing and whatever at you and at him as he walks by uh, to the cockpit of his ship. How long does he stand in front of me? He just tosses me in. Just tosses you me. in and closes the door behind you. Motherfucker. Or I guess it wouldn't be a door. Like Star Wars, it'd be like an energy field. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna rush the energy field and try and bite him on the ankle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you hit the energy field. <laughs> Motherfucker. What yeah. The you get fuck? tossed back. You're a little disoriented, and with that, uh, your scene closes, and we move over to Saba. Saba is currently flying in his Chiss ascendancy ship. 
It's preparing to do a mission, uh, a training mission. Who are the Chiss Ascendancy? They are the military of the yeah, Chiss. Military. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Sawbone and the Chiss Ascendancy, or, or what he, what his whole everything is. So part of the Chiss Ascendancy is like their their whole philosophy is that they wait to do anything. They mm-hmm. sort of let the enemy attack first. They learn their plan. They formulate a plan, and then they still wait until it's time to attack. And my philosophy has always been more like strike first, go mm-hmm. head on, like go straight at them. I'm not one to wait around. I, I get super bored yeah, man, pretty Your quickly. philosophy is take aim, use dead eye, and shoot them in the face. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> strike first. Strike, strike first, right? So throughout my whole training with the Ascendancy, it's just sort of been... Like not great, like a clashing of heads almost. Yeah, like I, I definitely have clashed a lot with the, the like the head trainer, mm-hmm. going back and forth with like what they want me to do and what I'm more about. Okay. So we're getting ready to gear up for this last training mission, and I'm not been very excited to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna fake the crash that happens so that I can get kicked out of the military for being a bad pilot all right quote unquote bad pilot sure so um as you're flying along doing this training mission and we'll just say like you're you know the the point is to uh do some like scouting sort of you know low flying uh to be under the radar and blah 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 and uh you're fight you're in a you're in like a a a fighter that kind of resembles like an a-wing you know it's not anything necessarily that would go out into space on its own uh, and again, it's meant for like close, close combat, like close combat, and also like uh, like close to the terrain, like close right. to the ground and stuff. Right, right. So tell tell us a little bit about the the crash and what you did to cause it, and um, what happens afterwards. All right, so I'm headed out on this scouting mission, and I'm flying pretty low through these canyons, and uh, I these take icy canyons. These, yeah, it's all it, well, the whole planet's full of ice, so I'm I'm twisting and turning around these canyons pretty tightly scouting around and I find the perfect spot to maybe like catch the wing of my craft so that it looks like it crashes and burns terribly Mm -hmm. and I catch that and as soon as I catch that the ship sort of spins around and out of control and crashes right into the side of the ice mountain area Mm -hmm. and so I then like survive the crash so I get out of the crash and I radio in, and I'm like, Oh, man, I had an accident out at Section 4, Quadrant 25. Sure. The Chiss Ascendancy, they send out a, a ship, and, and they, they pick you up, and an, another ship comes with them, almost like a tow truck sort of ship. Kind of think like what um, Han Solo um, and his crew took in the Solo movie. Because that thing was there yeah, to pick yeah, up yeah, yeah. the pick walkers up. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing, where it's like a thing comes down, it picks up your ship. And it's like claw-looking thing, and it flies away with it. It's pretty burnt up and rubbly. Yeah, so. and so your um, trainer comes up, and he's like, "What'd you do, Josh?" Oh uh, man, I was flying low, and, and the the wing caught the corner of the canyon there, and just spun me out and crashed me right into the wall. Don't you know how expensive those ships are? Yeah, but you know, whatever. Whatever. That's insubordination. Yeah. Whatever, you do what you gotta do. I don't want you around here anymore. You can't be wrecking these ships. If you wreck a ship, you better fucking die with it. Uh, nah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'll just leave. I, I don't need to be a part of this. <laughs> and so um, after a few weeks, you are 
kicked out of the Chiss Ascendancy. You have to sit through some boring like trial stuff and and things we're not going to get into. But yeah, essentially, well, your nonchalant meh attitude about ex- <laughs> crashing one of their ships, they uh, what I said, they, they essentially kick you out. But you do get an honorable discharge because they uh, they say that the only way you would ever act this way would be because you must have uh, had some sort of mental damage done during the crash. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So you get a medical discharge, um, is what I should say. So we jump ahead a year. And you've left Jacilla. You are now on the planet of Batu, which is a planet near Chisilla. It existed before the hyperlanes, and people would use it to stop off and stuff. So it had a lot of business. But once the hyperlanes were created, people stopped going to it. So now it is almost a haven for pirates and bounty hunters and those sorts of people. You know, those looking for adventure on the outer edges of the galaxy and before wild space. And again, out of the reach of the Galactic Republic. So people come there to hide because not many people know where it's at anymore. But you're sitting at the bar of the next best ship a derelict ship turned into a cantina. And as you're sitting there, you hear these these two guys sitting next to you. And they're they're in like spacefaring like outfits. You know, they they look like maybe a couple like pirates or smugglers or something, right? And they're sitting there and they're talking and they're like, Hey man, do you see that guy over there? Oh you mean that that Bezels? Yeah man, that's Box Drags. He's a bounty hunter. Oh no no shit. Yeah. Well well I'll be dipped. <laughs> Yeah, he's just over there playing some sabak. I'm not going near him, though. Nah, he, he, he's a grumpy fella, uh, from what I understand. Well, I'm not good at sabak, so ain't gonna catch me over there anyway. <laughs> so, uh, as you're sitting there, you know, you're looking for a, a kind of a way off planet. You, you've been working odd jobs over the last year. You don't have enough money to buy your own ship yet, and so you're just kind of looking for a, a way off planet. You you look over and you you, you see uh, box drag sitting at a, at a sabak table with a number of people and, and they all look pretty intimidated by him and you can kind of tell like but the amount of chips and stuff in front of him and, and money and, and things that people have been putting down to play that maybe they're letting him win <laughs> like it kind of has that feel where you can see you know you look over and you can kind of see someone's cards uh, that with their back that is to you so you can kind of see their cards and stuff and you're like you know they got a good hand and then you see them just fold. And, you know, and then he pulls in the chips to himself, you know, and he's like, ha that's right, you punks. Anybody else want to play me? So I, I walk over and mm-hmm. I, and I introduce, introduce myself. I said, uh, so I overheard from some guys that your name is, is Box Drag. That's right. And who might you be? Oh, my name is uh, Sawbone. There's no way that's your real name. No, yeah, that, that's my, that's my, that's my real name. That's crazy. I've never met a chiss with just one word names. There's normally like three fucking things long with some apostrophes and some other bullshit in there. Yeah, I mean, I go by Salva. Fair enough. Are you want to play? Take a seat. Sure. So you take a seat and uh, you guys play a couple of rounds and you guys get to talking and he's kind of like, so what's your story, Sawbone? So I was uh, in the Chiss military mm-hmm. but you know, I just didn't really like where they were headed. I'm sort of one of the strike first ask questions later kind of guy and that's okay. how they run their show sure so uh i got medically discharged and now i'm here looking for a new path medically discharged what's wrong with you you look fine to me no oh, nothing's wrong with me nothing but, i'm good but why the medical discharge i crashed my ship on purpose so that i didn't have to be a part of their military anymore so because you're crazy uh, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Sure, I don't know what either of those things are. 
So we play. We're playing a few hands, mm-hmm. and we're going kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I asked him, you know, hey, I hear you're a, a pretty established bounty hunter around these parts. That's that's uh, that's true. I heard something like you you won the great hunt. I did about oh. uh, twenty years ago. That's right. Oh, nice, awesome, awesome. I uh, I myself would would love to be an aspiring bounty hunter. Do you are you taking any <laughs> like? No, I don't take anybody on. Oh well, you know, I'm what? kind of a solo deal. You know what I mean? What if I were to play you? In Sabat and win, would you be willing to take me on them? You know what? I've been playing with these pussies for a couple hours. I'm up for a real challenge. Oh yeah, I'll do it. So you guys start to play or uh, kind of a round or two, you know, Sabat against each other. And it's kind of just back and forth. I mean, um, you know, again, you guys are, are having some banter and stuff, but the people in the uh, cantinas kind of start to. Um, watch or are getting interested and are circling the table as you guys are, are, are playing and it you know comes down to the final hand and um, you know, he's cocky you know, he thinks he's got it he's like you know there's no way you're gonna be able to beat this and you throw your cards down and you do you beat him out and he's like well shit never had a student before tell you what let me be at the dock in two hours and we'll get this party started awesome yeah, let's do it. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for listening. I know this is a short episode, but it's meant to be a short episode. It's kind of like an interlude. Uh, We decided to do some backstory episodes to kind of like make certain things pop a little. So we wanted to get into some of like Chub Rub's, you know, stuff on indoor since we're about to go back to indoor um, and and hopefully the next episode. So, you know, we just uh, this is a little adventure that we threw together for these two. Um, And, you know, because the show just starts with them together on the ship above Nalhada. And like I had all the cast write their backstories and theirs kind of intertwined and and we wanted to like bring that to you guys because you guys you know they talk about it on the show but you guys don't didn't get to see it right and so this was a chance for us to bring that to you um so you can experience what happened and and you know why was chub rub covered in blood when when sawbone first met him and (laughs) what was sawbone doing there and and all that stuff because literally the show just picks up with them just together headed towards nalhada so here it is you know here was the reason why Anyways, there's more of these for the other characters coming soon um, whenever they are relevant to the story. So um, let's get into this stuff. Make sure you check out our other shows like 8-Bit Geek, Divas Drop Kicks and Dives, and uh, Brainberry Tarts, which should be coming back hopefully in the month of February. uh, Fingers crossed. Check out our Discord. Uh, You can find that over on our website, the8bitgeek.com. You can find a link to that there. Uh, where you know you can talk to other fans of this show and the other shows you can join our get fit or die trying to challenge where you know you lose some weight and get healthy um that ends i think in the end of march like i think april 1st is the last day of, of this challenge specifically uh we also are kicking off a book club in the month of february um which if this comes out on friday it'll be today will be day one uh they are reading uh 14 by peter kleins uh, so go join the discord join the book club get healthy talk video games talk saga talk a bit geek 
talk wrestling. You know, it's just, it's a place for everyone. We've got almost a thousand people over there on the server now. And, you know, there's always someone there to talk to. There's friends to be made. Go check it out. You can find the link again over on the8bitgeek.com. While you're there, you can also find a link to our Threadless store. Uh, it's 8bitgeek.threadless.com. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, you can pick up some some gear while you're there, T-shirts, stickers, and all the fun stuff to support the network, um, and including Saga. Got some really cool Saga shirts and stickers and whatnot that you can pick up there. You can also find us on Facebook at the 8 Geek. You can find us on Twitter at 8-Bit underscore Saga. And if you use the 8-Bit Saga hashtag and you tweet about the show and you share the show with your friends, we'll name a character after you. This week's character is Chit Chad. The leader of the Ewoks, or one of the leaders. Um, thank you so much, Chit Chat, for tweeting about the show. You know that that is the best way to reach new people. Uh, for us, is you know word of mouth. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your family, tell your girlfriend, tell your dog, tell um, your cousins, tell your kid. Don't tell your kids. No, this isn't a kids show. <laughs> uh, but you know, tell everyone. Share the show. Um, you know, make sure that people are, are, are listening and enjoying it as much as you are. Another good way to help share the show and stuff is to, you know, leave uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes and Spotify. If you can do that, I don't remember. Uh, but all anywhere you get your, your podcasts, if there's a way to rate our show, please do so. Um, that helps us climb the charts and reach new listeners and, and all that good stuff. If you like our music, go check out Graham Plowman. You can find him over at GrahamPlowman.com. You can find him on YouTube at PlowKing2, or you can find him on Twitter at GP Composer. He, um, you know, as always, he just fucking kills it. We love his music, and I wish he would make more. So, Graham, if you happen to be listening, make some more music. I need some more music. Uh, I love it. Um, that is, that's it for me. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, if you are a patron, stick around for the goofs, the goofers. Um, oh shit, did I mention Patreon? Patreon.com slash 8BigGeek. <laughs> Go join. Uh, for $10 a month, you get access to all the extended episodes of the 8BigGeek and Saga. You get the Saga webcomic, and you get our daily show, The Diner. Uh, if uh, $10 is too much, there is a $5 option where you get the webcomic and the extended episodes. Um, but you know, you can give as little as you want. Just about. I think a dollar is the least amount. Which that, uh, every month over on 8 Geek, um, towards the beginning of the month, we, we give a shout-out to all of our patrons, and we list off all of the people that help support the show uh, and the network, and we greatly appreciate it. So again, uh, patreon.com slash 8BitGeek. That is another very good way to support the show. So again, if you are a patron, stick around. Those goofers are coming up. Uh, there's not a whole lot. This is, again, a short episode, so there's just a couple. But they are pretty good. So, any who's... Yeah, that's it. I'm going to shut up now. Bye. So you guys leave Bat 2 together to begin your journey. Uh, give me four rolls, uh, and we're going to see how well you have learned from Box. You guys are going to go on some bounties together, and that's what these whatever you roll is going to be the, the outcome. How, how it went and how you performed and, and, and all that. So what's your first one? Wait, am I rolling D6? D6, please, okay. yes. Two. Ooh. So you're there to capture this target, and he you, you accidentally kill him. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you you haven't used this sort of blaster rifle before. You weren't. Um, I didn't it. have it on stun. It was just on normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You, yeah. Like oh, whoops. Didn't have the uh, safety put on. Give me another roll. All right. Oh, six. Six. So you guys are going after uh, another target, and these are taking place all over the galaxy. By the way, so I mean it's not all just on Bat Two, right? Uh, so you guys get another contract. You go and you're you're hunting down some rich dude's daughter or something right and um you you capture her without her ever knowing that she was being tailed or followed or hunted at all like you guys pulled off perfectly no one sees you and you guys go and you, you turn her in you guys get a good reward give me another roll three a three uh you guys find yourselves on another planet you chase down this target you get them cornered um and he he shoots out the window and flings himself out because <laughs> he'd rather be killed on his own terms than caught by some bounty hunters. Yeah, after you rolled that, I looked over at his list and I, and I saw Target commits suicide. I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> All right, give me your final roll. All right, two. Another two. <laughs> two. So this this time you guys are headed to Naboo and you're, you're going after um, a Gungan leader. Of a, of a clan that's been causing issues for some of the people there in feed and uh, you see uh, like a hunt a hunting party that he's a part of and um, you land the ship on him <laughs> <laughs> well just where'd they go <laughs> yeah, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah box was like I thought you said you're a good pilot uh, yeah I am I am I did not see them there. So, uh, oh, we're, were just too good. <laughs> we were supposed to catch them alive. Well, oh, no. we caught them. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's going to be a couple thousand credits off this bounty. <sighs> that's coming out of your cut. All right. At this point, we cut back over to Chub Rub. Uh, it's been three years, right? At this point. Um, you're looking rough. You're fur is singed you're dirty you're covered in, in blood and piss and shit and you've been living in a cage at this point though because yon nave could tell that you were sentient in comparison to some of the other animals that he had that he has decided uh, at some point he gave you a voice box um he could hear you like obviously responding to things he was saying and starting to pick up the the big basic language and so he's giving you a, a voice box that he made and so give me four rolls and we're going to see how well you did in the fighting pits. And this is going to be for uh, 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 just one fight, these four rolls. The first roll is a one. I'm a excited. one. So you're fighting, um, it's like a calf hound. It looks kind of like a calf hound, but its horns have been cut off. And it's uh, biting at you, and uh, it gets a, a, a slight flesh wound. It, it's not terrible. It's not, not terrible. I punch it right in the eye. <laughs> you got a roll for me, buddy. Five. So five. Five okay. across the eye. Yeah, so you punch it in the eye, and you take out the eye. Motherfucker! Yeah, you blind it in that eye. You feel that eyeball kind of explode under your fist as you just hit it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand all three of my fingers and dig deeper and try to grab onto something. <laughs> roll me another roll, my dude. Whoa, two, <laughs> two. Grab whatever I can and yank it out. Okay, so you are able to grab whatever you can, whatever you can, <laughs> and you're holding on. Give me one final roll. Six. <laughs> you. Uh, you literally, you fist into eye socket, expand your fist, and lunge forward. 
and yeah, you feel your fingers and like nails and, and or your little claws. You feel them just like pierce membrane and like dig past like cartilage and just right into its brain. Like you just feel it just like pierce through and it kind of like spazzes and yelps and then just stops moving. I think that's the most graphic kill we've had so far in this show. So brutal. So it stops moving and, and, and you win that fight. I hope I hope I won that one. Jesus. Oh, oh you most definitely won. <laughs> so, you know, Jan Nave makes a fuck ton of money off of your win. He packs you back up. And really at this point, like all of those other cages on the ship are now empty because he's lost all of his other fighters. You are now his prized possession. Give me some more rolls as you guys move to another planet. One. Uh, this time you're fighting, we'll say a Gungan for fun. You're fighting a Gungan and he finds like a piece of uh, like metal, maybe broken from a spear or something. And yeah, he slashes you uh, right across your chest. God damn. Give me another roll. Four. As like you, you, you stagger back and you kind of like almost trip a little bit over like the spear that that spear tip came from. But it has been um, on the backside, like filed down to a point. So you like pick it up and you spin it around and you stab it through his foot. Stick around. Give me another roll. Four. So you yank the spear thing out of his foot and you jab it into his knee. Give me another roll. Uh, Three. Three. Okay. Um, He flailing and stuff after being stabbed in the foot and then the knee, like he stabs it. His little spear tip right into your shoulder. So at this point, you know, yeah, you you stagger backwards again. There's just shit on the ground, like just parts from other fights and stuff, and you trip over what is a blaster pistol. And what you the fuck is this? Yeah, you pick it up because it's it's heavy, it's metal, and you like you've seen other people from your time in the pits use these blaster pistols to shoot at people. So you start trying to shoot, and nothing's happening, but it starts to get very warm in your hand. Pew, pew, pew. I'm a I'm a, I'm a gangster. <laughs> and he he's coming at you. He's at this point you've dropped the the spear. The 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 spear tip is still in your shoulder. With your other hand, you've got the the blaster, and he's starting to come at you, and it starts getting hot, and so you throw this overpowered or whatever they call it. What do you call it? Overcharged? Overcharged. Yeah, you have overcharged the battery on the thing because it's a busted pistol and you throw it at his face to try to just ward him off. But for some reason, when it hits him in the face, it explodes. And his two ear things go flying in different directions. (laughs) And there is just like a charred neck stump squirting blood a couple times as it hits its knees. And it falls right down at your feet. Trevor was gonna pull the like piece of metal out of his shoulder and go just start stabbing that gun like yeah. right in the chest. So the crowd's cheering and stuff, and, and Jan Nave comes and he, he he pulls you out of the pit and stuff. And again, he you know, he's won a lot of money uh, back on the ship. He's like, how, how did you know how to overcharge that pistol and throw it at that guy? That was fucking awesome. It it just kind of started doing a thing, and I thought I probably should hang on to this for very long. Holy shit, dude. Like, oh man, listen, I know how to make bombs. I can teach you how to make bombs out of shit you might find on the floor. Yeah? Yeah. More exploding Gungans? I like that. (laughs) Yeah. And in his head, Chopper's thinking, okay, maybe I can make a bomb and blow this fucking ship up. Yeah. And so he brings stuff outside of like your little cage and stuff, and he shows you like, you know, oh, if you find this, you know, do this and it'll explode or take these two things and wire them real quick like this and then hit this and then throw it and it'll explode. And he's like showing you these quick ways to make these impromptu like explosive devices. Give me some more rolls for another fight. 
We have two more fights I think I want you to do. That's a one. I'm, I like that every every fight starts out with a one. I'm kind yeah. of okay with it. So you're fighting against a Gamorrean, and no no one has weapons, and this giant Gamorrean kind of, like, you know how they wear, like, that almost barbarian sort of armor to begin with? Less than that. Like, Ooh. maybe kind of a little, like, loincloth. Thank thing, God. Right? Yeah. I don't want to see that point. <laughs> and, yeah, so let's say it's coming at you. It's you're a little distracted because you're like, blah, blah. oh, my God, that what the... Like, oh, I think I saw its dick. Like, oh, my God. And it just <laughs> clocks you in the face. Because <laughs> dick. Oh, no. What hit me? <laughs> I hope that wasn't a dick. <laughs> uh, roll me another roll. Three. As you are reeling back from the first punch, another punch catches you on the side of the God head. <laughs> Give me another roll. Six. Six. Okay. As you are falling back, you quickly find some debris around you. You kind of start like running from a little bit, just trying to stay out of his range. Fuck as this, you, fuck this, fuck this, fuck like, this, fuck this. Putting some wires together and all this stuff, and then you just toss it over your shoulder, because you know he's he's not far behind you chasing him. And you hear the explosion. You feel the force of the explosion kind of push you forward a little bit. You kind of feel some wet hit you in the back, so the wet. And you hear the crowd start cheering, and you look, and it's just like stumps where the feet were, and there's a body a little bit back. Chub Rub's going to go pick up the stumps and then just wave them around over yeah. his head and start hopping up yeah. and down. And the crowd's Ooh. cheering and, and all this stuff. At this point, Jan Nave has been invited to Nell Hutta to put you in one of the big fighting pits there, and you guys head that direction. Uh, let's give me some more. Some There'll be the final fight for you for this. I'm kind of hoping it's another one starting out. I'm really liking this. <laughs> three. A three. All right, this time you're fighting a Gungan again. You're back to the goddamn Gungans, right? Goddamn yeah, and this Floppy one, fucks. you've won so many fights at this point. Three years worth of fighting, <laughs> like every week. You're, you're doing these fights, multiple fights throughout that time. And so people are betting against you to the point where when you start this fight with this Gungan, he already has a spear. And you have nothing. And so, yeah, you you seeing him with a spear, kind of like looking around like, what the fuck? Where's my stuff? Well, now this is fucking fair, isn't it? <laughs> he kind of stabs you a little bit in the arm. Kind of a grazing stab on your Damn, arm. What the fucking arm stabbing? What the fuck? <laughs> well, you're tiny. So. This is a Gungan thing? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another roll. Four. A four. All right. As the blade goes by, and kind of, again, it's a good stab, but it doesn't go all the way through. You are able to grab the spear out of his hand and you'd stab him in the hip. Give me another roll. Six. A six. All right. Very nice. So as he's backing away, like kind of like, you know, oh shit. That's a mixture because you pulled it out of his hand. So he's coming forward. You got him in the hip. So his hips kind of go in a weird direction. He's starting to kind of like fall almost. You just right in his face. Just as he's falling. Just two quick stabs right in his two giant eyes. And he's like, oh, Mason. And you win that fight. And you stab him a couple more times. Yep, and, 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 and once then a again, couple more times. And once again Yande comes and he like bear hugs you and pulls you away from the from the dead gunkin. Keep trying to st- I, I throw the spear while he's carrying me away <laughs> and trying to take him. Yeah, you miss. Just short though, just a little short. If only you'd been using the force, you would have gotten it. Fair. Um, so after the fight, so in space after the fight, Yannave is, is yelling at you at this point because you keep you you keep killing them after they're dead, <laughs> like you keep stabbing them, and you know he he's getting mad because he's like you're doing too good, and he's like ah, I need you to lose some man, like I mean you, you, you <laughs> yeah, but if I lose some, then I die, you dumb motherfucker. 
Yeah, but also, like, if you, you know, you can lose a fight without dying, you know what I mean? Like, you just happen to be killing everybody. This is a fighting thing. I, don't, I know it's a lot for the death, but you haven't killed everybody, because you haven't killed everybody. It is, like, uh, someone's going to kill you, right? Like, someone at some point is going to actually kill you, and then you and I, me, I'm going to be out of money. So I need you to, to stop to stop it. How about you just let my ass loose then? Because it's clearly not working out for either of us. <laughs> so he, he like throws you back into the cage and you know the the thing comes back up and he's just like muttering to himself and he's like, This fucking piece of shit. What you this wanna get in the, you wanna get in the pit with me next time? I like to see you fucking try a little man. I like oh, to see you fucking me, try. Yeah, and so you you having this interaction with him, you feel this force building up inside of you you can feel just like bubbling in just your in your blood pissed. and you're getting yeah you're getting so fucking angry with him and stuff because you know you like winning yeah you hate this fucking cage and you're thinking about that you're like man fuck this guy i could be doing this all on my own i don't need this motherfucker like i'm in a goddamn cage and he's getting the spoils of my victories fuck this you use the force for the first time you've never done anything like this before but you just you know i don't have to be in this fucking cage anymore and you just push out with the force and the cage just erupts into pieces and they go flying and stuff and he gets like hit with a couple of the flying pieces he's like holy shit what the fuck and you grab one of the like broken metal bars and you leap at him back to Sawbone (laughs) (laughs) you and Boxdrag have picked up a bounty on Yon Knave you have tracked him to Nalhutta uh, you guys saw him at the fighting pits with a little fuzzball. You watched the fuzzball absolutely demolish a Gungan. You saw the overkill. You saw him pick him up and carry him out. But you guys didn't want to do anything in a public place like this. And you want to cause chaos. And you're on Nel Hutta and the huts and all this stuff. So you're just like, okay, let's follow him back to his ship. Let's follow the ship into space. Let's get him in space. So you guys get up into space. And you guys are, are looking out at it. And... and Boxtrack is like, Sawbone, come with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you follow him down through like his little ship, down a little corridor, and you're next to the airlock. And he, like, as you're standing there, like, what are we doing? He puts a jetpack on you. Huh. Fits really weirdly. <laughs> and <laughs> he smacks a helmet over your head. Oh, oh like a, man. Like a, like a space, like an actual space helmet. And he looks at you and he's like, this one's all you, buddy. And he, he like pushes you out to the airlock, closes that main door, opens the airlock, and you go get sucked out into space. So you're pushing zipping the buttons, around. I'm like pushing the buttons on it and yeah, back not and going anywhere. Going back and forth and back and forth. Oh, no. While also because of the energy of it like sucking you out, you're you're flying right at their ship. Even oh, though you're kind of zigzagging. Going right for it. Shit. And then you crash through the ship. And there is a sawbone-sized hole left in the side. <laughs> uh, the ship's shields immediately seal it off. So nothing happens. They don't get like sucked into space or whatever. And you, <laughs> you find yourself kind of in the like ducks and wires and, and parts of the ship before you actually get into the interior of the ship and you're like wow. damn it this fucking jetpack yeah and so Shit. you you climb through and you you fall like out of like a like a ceiling tile or something above you breaks under your weight like a vent breaks and you fall to the floor and you pull off the now damaged jetpack and helmet and um you look and you you see blood 
There's just blood everywhere. What the what the hell happened here? And, and you go into <laughs> like the the kind of cockpit area of the ship, and, and you see up in the corner is a, that little fur ball that you saw before. Oh hey, hey, I and, saw I saw you on the planet. <laughs> oh, you want some too? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. and he, whoa! When, when you walk in, whoa. he is just stabbing the Yon Nave to death. Hey, uh, box, uh, he's dead. Well, good job. <laughs> Oh, uh, can can you hear you hear this? What's going on? What is, what is it? What is it? Is it that little fuzzball that he had fighting in the pits for him? Yeah, I think he broke out and murdered him. I, I didn't I didn't get to kill him. But well, he's dead. I mean, does anybody need to know that? Nah, nah. <laughs> well, then go to now how to turn in the target, dude. No, oh, all right, all right. Well. And while you're at it, maybe sell that ship too. Get some extra credits on the side. Yeah, let's see, see what we can work out here. Well, I've got a. This is where you and I part, my friend. All right. Well, uh, I guess once I sell the ship, I'll, I'll give you a call and figure out where we can meet up again. Uh, I will contact you. We'll meet up soon. But for now, you are on your own. You've proven yourself a, a, a decent bounty hunter. You're all right. You should do all right. <laughs> if you survive, I'll find you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll find you. Awesome. And, Thanks for all your help. Yeah, and you see out through the, the viewport, you see like the ship you were just on just take off. And yeah, you guys are left on uh, Yon Nave's ship with his corpse above Nelhutta. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of your backstories. Awesome. To be continued next time on 8-Bit Saga Presents Shadow of the Old Republic.